Here's a 1-0. And on the ground, Swanson, he's got it to his feet, throw the first, there it is! The Atlanta Braves are going to the World Series! I'll see your all-star game and raise you a World Series for the Atlanta Braves. Coming up this episode, my best friend and personality on the Atlanta Braves flagship station here in Atlanta, 680 The Fan, Tuck Coward. And we'll honor my mom, Grammy, with a little humor, though, coming up during this episode of the My Second Act podcast and some observations and some notes that Donna and I took during the receiving and at the actual service. I think I'm going to write a book called A Dummy's Guide to a Funeral. My name is Cadillac Jack. I joined Atlanta Radio when I was 19 years old, put in a loyal 26 years. Welcome to my second act. I'm Preston Thompson. I'm the producer of the My Second Act podcast, a University of Alabama graduate and the show's resident millennial. And PT, you grew up just south of here, about uh, 15 minutes south in Sandy Springs, Georgia. Sandy Springs, Georgia. Born and raised. He is a lifelong resident. My name is Donna. I'm Caddy's wife. So we had to drive up and down I-85, which is, well, yeah, up and North and then south. Yeah, north and south. Um, Which we know I'm not all that good with directions, but... We had to, unfortunately, drive up for your mother, Jane, my mother-in-law's funeral, um, this past week. And that is the first time that I have driven north or south on 85 past probably like the Mall of Georgia in two and a half years. Like Gwinnett County, which is yes. north east, northeast Georgia. Northeast Georgia. I don't know directions either. <laughs> okay. Nothing has We're changed. We're not good traveling companions. Nothing has changed. In two and a half years. We used to drive that way to go up to, you know, to visit and to stay in a mountain, you know, stay in the mountain house and, you know, just different traveling up there. Nothing has changed in two and a half years. Construction still 24-7. It's, but it's beyond that. There should actually be a sign, I was telling you, like, you know, when you go into a play and if you are potentially epileptic, you don't, you may not know it yet. You're not aware of it until you get in there and you're like, oh my God, I think I am actually epileptic because they like do the flashers and, and everything. And you seize up. And you seize that's what driving up and down north and south 85 is like. There are big globe lights because we drove up in the daylight, which was a catastrophe. The road is completely broken up. It's like disheveled, all this stuff. There's people working everywhere. And then driving back, we drove back and it was dark. And there's these huge globe lights. Then there's all these places where like cars go left and trucks go right. Mm-hmm. And so we were in this literally this like it was almost like a ravine with two walls on the side of it like something trump would build and so we were driving down that road and the trucks were over like over here which was the cement divider between you but it was insane like two different roads and i I kept saying to you like i'm a half-ass driver and could barely keep it together like i can't imagine if somebody came here and they weren't like from atlanta or coming in that way how you would maneuver because you could easily get going on the wrong i mean you saw it on the wrong direction well you have to be a very defensive driver oh my gosh and like the trucks these huge 18 wheelers are within inches of you i just i don't know like i used to drive on the connector every day so i I, but this was totally different this was a new level of driving like uh, really crazy so I, if you have to go that way, I, just, I kept saying to you, is there not another way we can come, go? Can There's we come home yeah. another like a back road from Charlotte to Alpharetta? Like, is there a back road? No, not really. No, no. <sighs> it's about a two, we spent about when we go up to that area, it's about two hours on 85. And then the third hour in a few minutes is travel time from our home to 85 in Gwinnett County. 
and then from 85 down 321, if you know that area, uh, just south of Charlotte to Hickory, North Carolina, which is where I was raised and, and, and where my sister was raised and, and where my mother um, lived. And that's where her funeral was, her service was as well. Um, my mother was Jane, and the kids, uh, Will, who's 22, our son, and Olivia's 18, a senior in high school, and Charlotte is 15, a sophomore in high school. And they have always called my mother, everybody has names for their grandparents, uh, Grammy, G-R-A-M-M-Y. This was Olivia and Charlotte's first introduction to the pageantry and processes and protocols of funerals because they have, they'd never been to a funeral before. Will has on his mother's side a couple of times. So it was um, just a lot of, um, listen, the, the, the last week has sucked. Of course it has. Yeah. You know, I lost my mom. If you listen to this podcast, uh, gosh, it was maybe just a month, month and a half ago, we had the conversation about how watching your parents age just sucks. Watching your parents get older, it just sucks, especially with Alzheimer's. Well, with any sort of, of um, the, illness or, or sickness or whatever, but Alzheimer's specifically robs you of so many things, your memories, your dignity, your, um, uh, like closeness, you know, with, yeah. we talked about it. I, I think like for the kids for the past and even myself, I've thought about it a lot and I know you too, but as well, but for the past, probably mm, two and a half years, I think it, you know, if, if you have a parent or even a friend or anyone in your family, a spouse that, that, is dealing with um, dementia or um, Alzheimer's, it's really difficult because it's hard. it was hard for our kids to have real-time conversations um, with Grammy because, and they used to have great conversations about, you know, she was a school teacher and, um, you know, she was so interested in their education. And this is not to say none of this was her fault. I mean, she was still interested in, in, in all of those things. But the conversations became more surface because it was really hard to tell her what they were doing in depth because, you know, your brain just can't process it when you when you have um, Alzheimer's or dementia. And so I've heard a lot of people say who are dealing with parents or, again, a spouse that the stories kind of go on a loop um, because they gravitate toward what they can remember. And so a lot of times, while it may seem frustrating to people, you'll hear the same stories over and over again. That's hard to explain sometimes to kids. Um, but those stories give them comfort in telling those same stories and, and hearing it. And while it may be frustrating to other people to say, I know you've told me that a million times, that's how they process it. So it's been kind of a long, doesn't make it any easier, but it's been a long grieving process because the relationship has um, changed over the last couple of years, which is sad. Can you imagine if you had like a grandparent? with Alzheimer's and the one story that they hang on to is one like when you did something horrible and got arrested or something. Uh, and that's the one that they keep yeah. circling back around to. Luckily, um, none of our kids have been arrested yet. Right. Yet. So, right. Um, I do want to say thank you to, to everyone that has reached out. Um, it's important that you know that the loss of a parent, I, I've said to so many people for gosh, three, four years now, when a friend of mine has lost a parent, I don't know that pain. I don't know it. I haven't experienced it. I do not look forward to that day. And now you experience it. I, I wrote in a, a Facebook post. Um, I'm now a member of the Facebook congregation you see on Mother's Day in your newsfeed. You know, the one with the members who righteously post, call your mom today. I wish I could. 
Yep, welcome to the club. And it's so true. When it's it's a club you never want to be in, but I now am, am feeling that pain and trying to process that pain. And uh, it's, a, it's a daily struggle. Some days are better than others. But we 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 came into the studio today, the App and Podcast Network. We're thirty miles north of downtown Atlanta, in awesome Alpharetta. And we said, you know what? We're going to come in and just spend a few minutes, not um, not subdued and sober, um, but 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 I have always used humor as a coping mechanism. Maybe not the healthiest of them, but it works for me. And so the conversations we're getting ready to have, please do not think they're they're disrespectful. Please don't think that because um, you probably a time or two here in the next few minutes going to be like. You're kidding. What did you, what'd you just say um, about the funeral processes and about the, the protocols and, and um, just some, some, I think some, some funny anecdotes and memories. Yeah. I mean, I think the hardest thing is, you know, dealing with your own grief when you're trying to help your kids. That's, that's been the most difficult thing through all of this is, um, you know, Going into it, like you said, the girls had never um, even been to a funeral. So I think they were very nervous about, you know, what to expect and was it going to be completely somber. And I will say if you have kids, um, and, and I think it obviously depends on the age of your children, and you as a parent have to decide, you know, what's best. But for us, I know that the girls walked away from the funeral feeling better, as crazy as that sounds. But there's something about, um, hearing stories and meeting people that um, knew Grammy, um, that were her college roommates, that, you know, seeing their grandmother as a whole human in different phases right, of her right. life um, was very comforting to them. And, you know, just hearing hearing those kinds of stories, I think it helps. I think the one thing you have to be careful with, and I know you too, I've told you this because I lost my father a long time ago, is grief is very sneaky and it hits you at different times. And I think even for our kids, you have to be careful to keep the conversation and the dialogues going because it's not something you just pack away in a box and you're like, okay, well, I've dealt with that and now I'm moving on because it just doesn't work that way. I'm learning that. Yeah. And the one thing that I've also told the girls, and I do this with my dad, is the person doesn't have to leave you, you know, because just because they're physically not on earth. And that's a really hard concept sometimes. But and that's sad to not, because I mean, like you were saying, the number of times you want to pick up the phone and call someone and say, hey, what do you think about this? And they're just not there. But, you know, I, I encourage the girls like to keep a conversation going, keep this person in your life um, in some form or another. But yes, the people that have reached out, I can't tell you, people who um, we have the best friends who Laura Stay and a, a whole group of people who gave us snacks to take on the road for the kids. It just, it's amazing. It warms I've your eaten, heart. I've eaten my weight in M&M's. Yeah, just very sweet. Every kind of M&M. Very sweet. Um, let's talk about the actual funeral service, and not necessarily my mother's, but just some notes that that, that we, we made mentally going through the day last Thursday, which is when my mother's service was. A funeral or receiving is not the proper venue to play the you-don't-remember-who-I-am-do-you game for, for a laundry list of reasons. Just walk up. And say, hi, I'm, insert name here. Yeah, or you probably I'm, don't remember me, but I'm blah. I was your insert relative who is now deceased here. Insert how the relationship that you have. Just explain who you are. Let's not turn it into a guessing game. Well, one of the funniest ones that came in was um, one of you and your sister Julie's. She was your, I think she was like your fifth grade teacher. Third. Third grade teacher. And she came in and she said, um, 
oh, I met her and she said, I was your husband's third grade, him and his sister's third grade teacher. They were the best students ever. And I said, are you sure you're at the right funeral? She just died laughing. Very funny. And you and I have a thing. If you if you have a spouse, like our note to each other is if we ever don't know who the per, what the person's name is, I am terrible with names and I'm not proud of it. I, I have taken classes to try to get better at it. I'm just really not good at it. Um, but one of the things we do is I'm like, this is my husband, blah. Or, you know, so that then the person, oh, hi, I'm Linda. They should Linda. step in and introduce yes. themselves. Yes. So you have to have a game like that to yes. kind of play. But yes, I heard a couple of people say. A lot saying, going on. A lot going on when, when yeah. you're burying someone in your family or you're yeah. having a service. And, and, and so that, that additional line of questioning. Um, and, and I'd play the game for the first like three or four people. And then like numbers five through 15, I was like, listen. I just, don't know who you just, are. I don't. I yeah. don't know who you are. Just tell me your name. Let's have a conversation. Tell me your name. So uh, think about that the next time that you go to uh, a funeral or a receiving or um, let's talk about um, let's talk about the service real quick. I, I had very little input into the service. And that's a conversation we'll have maybe down the road at some point. Um, so we kind of went into the service blind as far as music and uh, things like that. But I thought it was a very it was. No, it was a very good service. service. So if you recall a recent episode of this podcast, uh, we did a segment on. Um, um, funeral playlists and, and the, you, you kind of set your relatives up to know what you would like to hear. I guess you don't hear it cause you're dead, but, but what you would like well, to hear it yeah. that are there to, to send you on uh, the music that, that you want to play at your actual service. Well, yeah. I mean, there are people who have their entire service set up, written out in detail. You'll recall that there was one particular song during this podcast episode about a month ago. And Don and I both, Tag one particular song as a song that we probably would not choose to be played at a funeral of ours, anyway. And um, I'm going to play the first three notes of this song. Mm. And it was following the first three notes of this song as we're seated in the front row in the pews with uh, our three beautiful kids. I can almost feel the pews start to shake a little bit because you're trying to control yourself. Not ironically enough with with an emotional cry, but almost with a little giggle. Mm. Does that make sense? Again, yes. these conversations, you might be like, holy shit, are you serious? You're going to say that? But it was just still fresh. And so you hear the first three notes of the song. You ready to see if you can identify the song in three notes? That's all you get. That's it. My dad told us at dinner afterwards, he thought that there was a woman singing live in the back of the funeral parlor to that song. Why? I don't know. It's Patty Loveless that sings backup on that song. Oh. But... Um, you remember the story and I asked dad yes. at, at dinner after the, the, my mom's service. I said, dad, you remember, because we were talking about, let's go rest high on that mountain from Vinsco. Mm -hmm. It's about a five and a half minute record. Um, long time, long time. It felt like about 15 when you're seated in, you know, seated in a, seated rather, in a, a funeral home. But uh, I said to my dad after the service, we were at dinner. I said, dad, do you remember the Vinsco concert at, uh, I guess then it was Phillips Arena. He said, you know what? I, I, I sort really, of. I, I, some things I don't remember. <laughs> Uh, because as we said, those those concerts, Vince Vince plays a long, long time. Well, and a lot of it's a guitar and ballads and um, just whew, death. Okay, well, okay, but literally, he, here's the thing about that song. I told you, I said it's so long that you either sit there and because it's kind of like you're reflecting, but I you're was either, picking the lint off of my. Well, pants. you're either reflecting <laughs> on the wonderful things about the person who's passed away, or I told you, I think it gives you a lot of time to think about all the stuff that you're like, I gotta, I gotta tell you, that person was not very nice. Like all the cruddy things they did. Cause it's a long record. So you're either going to go one way or the other. Yeah, yeah. One way or the other. Uh, the protocol for a modern day receiving 
the receiving of friends and family. This was very funny. Has changed a little bit. With you. I remember the, as recently as the last funeral that I attended, it wasn't all that long ago, that when you went to the receiving, the family was lined up against a wall and you went through and literally spent a moment with each individual member and you introduced yourself. You didn't say, hey, I bet you don't remember who I am. You said, my name is so-and-so. I'm very sorry for your loss. I knew your mother because we taught together at West Alexander Middle School or whatever. And then you so thank it was you like for the coming. queen, like when like they go down, like, you yes. know, the queen stand. And, and it would be, you would line up by siblings. I would imagine. Yeah, there's. That's very old school Southern. Okay. Well, Southern the, Baptist. The, the new trend that is launching as we speak at Bass Smith Funeral Home in Hickory, North Carolina. It's everywhere. Of all places. There's a community or a family room. Yeah. And it's like a happy hour. It's like cocktail hour. Uh, okay. And so you come into the room and there's some high top tables here and there's some uh, rockers over here and some benches here and some couches here and, and you just kind of mingle yes. a little bit. Yes, that's been happening. You were shocked by this because you were like, I wonder if we're all going to have to line up. I'm like, line up? What are we doing? Like, that's the way to- I remember them. I, I remember that from a very long time ago. Now, I will say, I think that like a, a receiving maybe the night before where if it is like a casket or God forbid, an open casket. Which we did not have. My mother was cremated. Right. I, I have been to those funerals before where the people are kind of flanked around the casket yeah. and you go up and tell, yeah. you know, you give them a hug and move on your the, way. The, the deceased? The deceased isn't standing there, but they're in their casket. But you don't give them a hug. Well, I mean, no. I mean, You lean in and give them a hug? No. I mean, some people may lean in and go, you bastard you know what i mean or like put something in there like a rock or a heart or a teddy bear or something so anyway or we miss you terribly i don't know but in this case i think it's again i think it also is sort of taking away the shroud of mystery around funerals and death and that is that you are there to celebrate someone's life and so you know the way they had it set up is that you know, you can go around and everybody can kind of talk and mingle and tell stories. And again, I liked it. It, it, it sounds good in theory. Here's the problem. When you're lined up, once you have gone through and said your piece, you're done. And, oh. you, and, and that person exits. See you're what I'm saying? out. Yeah. When you're in this type of format, we'll call it, where it's like a, it's a receiving happy hour minus the alcohol. Although, listen, if, if that's your thing, add in a bar. Yeah. The problem with that is people can circle back around. And listen, there there are people that you just do not want to speak to. There are people that you don't want to see. There are, and there were, there the, the couple. Well, Thursday, you're tired. And it, well, but they can, they can, listen, I forgot to tell you. No, 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 no. Listen, we just, we spent a moment in line there. We're, mm. we're, 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 send me an email, text or something, but I got to. Especially for uh, someone like you, who's very net net. Like, you know me, I could I, like, well, like I could move around and talk to everybody. And I'm like, you know. But I not could, again. Like, we don't need to just, I could probably do it twice, twice, but you're no, very like net no, net. No, I've no. talked to you. Thank I, you for yeah. coming. God bless you. Yeah. And then you have a snicker bar in your pocket. You know, you're always hungry. Uh, something like this because you don't eat. Well, and then there's those awkward ones where the co- person comes back around and like, there's just not a whole lot more to say. And then y'all are just kind of like, hanging out together and yeah. you just don't you've hugged them again and you've thanked them again yeah yeah the irony that my mother's service was at bass smith funeral home if you are a, a a loyal listener to this podcast you know that over a year ago i shared the story of my sister who is two years older than i that when we were going to be tardy for high school so she was a senior i was a sophomore i couldn't drive to school she drove me every morning uh we would always be late because she'd oversleep or something like that this happened so often that Dr. Judy Wolf, God bless her, our vice president, principal, vice principal, the person you had to go see when you're tardy, you know, to school, go see Dr. Wolf, and she would sign the excused or not excused note that you take to your teacher. This happened with such great frequency with my sister and I just being tardy. 
and we would always say, we've been at a funeral. That Dr. Wolf finally said, listen, moving forward, y'all need to bring in a funeral program to back up your claim. It's like Ferris Bueller. I mean. Guess where we would go? To Bass grab, Smith. Back in 1989, we would go to Bass Smith Funeral Home. And my sister's Mazda RX-7, hatchback, tinted windows, and there'd be smoke just billowing out of the windows like a, a raging West Coast wildfire. It smelled like weed. Oh, my God. Okay. And, and and so she would roar into the parking lot of this very same funeral home where my mother's service was this Thursday, and I would run into the vestibule, and I would grab a program that's on the table, you know, there in the the, the entrance of the, the funeral home, and I'd run back out to my sister's Mazda RX-7, and we'd be on our way. How, Caddy, you might ask, did you know when the services were going to be held? I would thumb through the Hickory Daily Record. Oh, my God. You were committed. You were committed. And I would find a service that complemented, we'll say, our preferred... Your lie? Our our, our preferred time to return to campus or or to appear on campus for the first time. So if we wanted to get there around noon, I would look in the paper and find a service. Best Smith is the only funeral home in, in Hickory and has been for... I mean, since I was... So you need like a 10 a.m. Early. Um, you need an early. You, you need an early. And so you have to find a service that begins 10 o'clock because then you, you, you figure it's going to be over by 11. Travel time to the high school, another 20 minutes. So you, it, was, it was very methodical. It was a lot of work, but it was worth it. And, was and, it? And okay. So, um, that's the irony that you pointed out when, when we learned that my mom's service is going to be actually at Bassmith Funeral Home. Too. I'll tell you another one that was just what very, slightly uncomfortable, but I loved her. And I love her. She listens to the pod all the time. Is your high school um, girlfriend. Tina. Tina Townsend. Tina, which would have been fine. And I was having a great conversation with her. I loved her. She's so, I just love her. Like, we would be friends if she lived here. So sweet to the girls. But then Olivia and Charlotte, our two girls, and I think Will was too. And you proceed to, like, go into this story about, like, oh, she's the first person that I ever kissed. And the first person. I'm like, okay, I said, stop. Tina and I shared a lot of firsts. Stop. This is weird. And the kids were like, Dad, stop. Like, they, they it was so, it yeah, no, it was creepy. Tina, Tina's mother worked third shift. Oh, God, here we when go. When we were in high school. And her mother drove this battle wagon, oh uh, Pontiac, that just, oh the sound is like, <laughs> so I would sneak out of my room and meet Tina down by the pine trees in the back of my yard. And I could hear her coming from three miles away in that car, her mother's Pontiac. And um, so she would come and scoop me behind the pine trees and we'd go back to her place and do what sophomore, junior, and seniors in high school do. Watch TV. Smoke Winston's. Mm. And uh, then she would drop me off. She'd take me back to my mom's house and, and drop me off like it, you know, 5.30 or something before mom got up. Those are unfiltered. What's that? Coincidence? Yeah. Or that story? All of it. All of it. The cigarettes, the story. But listen, the presence of people at, at, at something like that is, um, well, I cannot tell you. A lot of my friends that I graduated high school with or grew up with in Hickory, North Carolina, they moved on now, but their parents came to to the receiving and to, to my mom's service. And that, that just meant so much. And I want to I speak to one person in particular, and his name is Keith Rockdale Bone. And right as we're, the receiving is wrapping and everybody's moving into the uh, the parlor or what, what do you call it, or the, the, the room, um, I look over to the door, to the front door, and and I recognized a very dear friend of mine uh, who had driven from Conyers. Seriously? Uh, about four and a half hours with his mom, uh, yes. whom I love dearly as well. Um, so to Keith Rockdale Bone. And his um, friend Stephen. There was three. I mean, three of them came. And, and your mom, uh, Joanne Bone, uh, you have no idea how much that meant to me and to Donna, because you know Keith as well. I was blown um, away. And and I'll tell you, 
this is not to make because I've had people reach out and say, "Oh, I I wanted to come, whatever." This is not about I would that. Never we would to never drive expect that. Hour. Nor did we expect him to. He had asked me the address of the funeral home because he wanted to send flowers. And when they showed up, I was, I was just blown away, blown away, and honestly felt, and this sounds crazy, almost guilty that they had driven that far, you know. But I will tell you that the hug that Charlotte got from his mother makes me tear up was just incredible because she's a grandmother, you know, and she was just so sweet and Charlotte needed that hug. She really did. And I just appreciate it so much. You, there, there are many that will recognize Keith Rock Bone's name and, and more so that won't. So let me explain. Keith hosts uh, the Redneck show, which is a, um, you know, I sent him a text last night and I said, Hey buddy, I said, answer this question in four sentences or 50 words or less. How would you describe the Redneck Show to someone who had never seen it or even never heard of it? Uh, Keith responds, there's so much animosity in the world. We wanted to make a show to promote happiness and make people smile. So that's where we uh, came out. That's when we came up with the Redneck Show. We called it the Modern Day Hee Haul. And let Which me tell you something. It, it, is. it is. It, it is. is. So I said, how is the best way to tell someone to watch it on Sunday nights st- starting at 7? Uh, Keith responded, check us out every Sunday night, 7 o'clock, live on Facebook, the greatest show on social media, where we make people uh, everybody laugh, and like we say, it's a show about everything where we talk about everybody. This show is produced, and I use that term loosely, Keith, and you know I love you, but I, I was actually on the show. I had to sit out a six-month non-compete, six-month non-compete after um, uh, I was released from 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 the radio station here in Atlanta. On day, six months in one day, uh, I appeared, appeared, I hate that, I, I went on Keith's show um, and, 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 and had a great visit. It's done out of his house in Conyers. The following that the Redneck Show has is uh, international. It's, yeah, it's, it's unbelievable. Um, hundreds of thousands of fans. And it's exactly like he said, a modern day hee haul. You don't know what you're going to get. You have yeah. no clue what you're going to get when you tune into the show Sunday nights at seven. But it's a great escape. It's a great escape. It's a fun, uh, un, 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 unscripted, yeah. unfiltered, all yeah. of the uns. Yeah, definitely all the the show. Well, and Keith, uh, you may not agree with him all the time politically. He gets put in Facebook jail quite a lot. Love that about him. But he is one of those people who he knows what he stands for and he's unapologetic about it. And also, um, one of the things that he said to me was, because I said, you know, I'm just really proud of you. And he just retired. He sold his business um, that he's had forever. Um, That was his father's business also. But he, you know, he said that, He's also trying to use his platform to help people, um, which he does does a lot of, you know, he'll rally um, people who watch the show to um, help kids who are going through, you know, difficult health challenges and things like that. So I just so appreciate what he's doing. And and more than anything, I appreciate him showing up. Yeah. The presence. Yeah. Uh, Jane Longshoot, my mother, 78 of Hickory, passed Sunday, October 17th, 2021 at her residence. She was born and raised in Silva, North Carolina, March 26, 1943, to the late John Robert Long and Dixie Henson Long. I never met my grandfather. Uh, he passed when mother was young. Uh, Jane had graduated from Western Carolina University with a bachelor's degree in education, went back later to instruct the leadership conference at Western Carolina. She spent most of her time, uh, most of her career rather, teaching at West Alexander Middle School in Taylorsville, North Carolina, where she retired. She was an avid reader, bridge player, as well as a crossword and puzzle lover, Oh, I read this. I don't know why I did this. Um, she loves spending time at her mountain house in Cashers, North Carolina. She survived by 
uh, her children, that'd be my sister and I, and three grandchildren, Will Choate of Knoxville, Olivia and Charlotte Choate, both of Alpharetta. Uh, family, we'd like to thank our caregiver, Sherry uh, Lawrence, for her loving care. And uh, in lieu of flowers, memorials can be made to the Alzheimer's Association. So that's that's Grammy. Yeah, and Sherry was amazing. Her caregiver, she was there. And just to talk to her yeah. was great um, because she could provide some information to, you know, about how much she loved the kids and talked about them. And again, all the great stories she told. She was a great woman. She's a great mother-in-law. Great so, mother-in-law. Thank you uh, for your words of encouragement and your prayers. They've been well received or been received and, and so, so appreciate it. So appreciate it. Truly, truly. Um, Thanksgiving's coming up. Thanksgiving's coming up. And uh, if you don't want to be in the kitchen and you don't want to be cooking or if you just honestly, if you just, you're not good at that kind of stuff, Donna. Oh, okay. All right. All every right. year, what? Every year, mm-hmm. Dinner Fair offers a Thanksgiving dinner. So there's eight people, and it's got everything that you want, everything that you would need. Uh, 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 turkey breast, sour cream and chive mashed potatoes, Ugh. apple raisin stuffing. I love yet. Thanksgiving food. I've had Mentos, like three fruit Mentos today. I'm about to start. Uh, broccoli cheddar bake, bread pudding bars, vanilla cream, and sweet potato souffle. All of that is included. Service eight Thanksgiving dinner, dinneraffair.com, dinneraffair.com. Like, can we get that now? For lunch. Oh, my gosh. Bring it on. Seriously. Ken and Stephanie. Oh. So good. Um, every month you go to dinnerfear.com. You pick and choose the meals that you would like. The dinners you don't have delivered to your front porch. They also ship nationwide. Here's the thing. There's no contract. Always a money back guarantee. You're going to love the food. You're going to love the proteins. Everything that you need to prepare every single dinner comes individually. Um, um, they all have their own little Ziploc baggie. So you can leave things out that maybe you don't want or the kids don't like and uh, create your own dinner out of everything that they send you. Uh, feed two, three, or four adults, depending on the package that you choose, and save 30 bucks off your first order using the promo code CADDY2021. CADDY, C-A-D-D-Y, 2021, dinneraffair.com. Think about them for Thanksgiving dinner. Okay, before we move on, yes, and you've called out my cooking, I just want to remind you of this. Do you remember when one Thanksgiving we made these <sighs> turkey legs mm, yes. separate from a turkey? So we had our turkey, and I've done some really good turkey, so I really resent that. Um, some of my turkeys have been great. But I... um. I, so we had these turkey legs that were separate. Anyways, I put them in the, we have two ovens, two double ovens. So I put them in the lower oven. Guess when we found the turkey legs? Well, wait, what do you think? Uh, Christmas. Christmas. Yes. When I went to cook the next turkey and I'm like, oh my gosh. What's in the bottom oven? What's in here? Thanksgiving's turkey legs. Oh gosh. They were as, as as tough as the one you get at the Renaissance Festival. Okay. Nobody ate them. Nobody, no, it was just disgusting. But anyway, I, that's a PSA to check your ovens. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Thank you. Moving uh, on. To a dinner affair, Ken and Stephanie Wright, dinner affair.com, gallery furniture in Gainesville. Uh, Don and Marilyn sent a huge, huge flower arrangement. Beautiful. Which you wouldn't let me take home. You're like, there's four of us in a car. We can't get a funeral spray in there, too. But I was like, we could repurpose that sucker for something. I don't even know what. But it was gorgeous. Did you realize you just said we can repurpose a funeral spray for something? People do all the time. They're beautiful flowers. Anyway, I wanted, you know, we ended up giving that to um, your mom's caregiver, and she was so excited. Do you know that she said she had never received flowers before? I I missed that. That is a conversation for another day. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. The best part of waking up is these nuts in your cup. Is what in your cup? What are you saying? What are you saying? All right. I want to plead to all radio programmers and music directors in America that work at country stations. Please, please, please. Let's let's put Walker Hayes um 
what's the song? Fancy, Fancy. Like, in heavy rotation right now because he's he's sitting at number two right now. He can get number one next week if we max spins, as it's called, nationwide on the song, and then and then let's all promise radio music directors at country stations we're we're gonna we're gonna rest that song permanently. We're not even gonna consider a secondary recurrent category. Let's just give Walker his number one next week, and then let's be done with this. How could he not have a number one? It's in, he's in a number two right now. Okay. Uh, Carrie and Jason Aldean are number one right now with uh, If I Didn't Love You. But let's increase his spins on uh, Fancy Like, and let's get this shit over with. All right, mm-hmm. let's just rip off the Band-Aid. And I love you, Walker, and you know that. And we were fans of the song in the beginning, but it's now become an Applebee's commercial. It's no longer a country song. And it's just... Uh, it's a lot. It's, it's, it's just, uh, yeah. Uh, Ed Sheeran's text uh, tested positive for COVID. His album's getting ready to drop in a few days. Um, so everything that he does on his street week, which we talk quite a bit on this podcast because we're classified as a music podcast and also news and entertainment podcast, but uh, his street week, which would be huge for fourth album, it's called Equals, I believe. Uh, he'll do everything from from home at London, in London. Uh, SNL still up and in question a little bit. He was scheduled to be the musical guest, I think November 6th. They've not announced if he's going to, uh, to do that or not, or if he'll do it remotely and virtually from 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 London. Um, the and host. He's mm-hmm. pissed. He's also pissed Elton John off. I don't know if you heard about this. I didn't. Yeah, he um, he was doing a secret uh, Christmas song, a secret Christmas song project with Elton John. And Elton hadn't released the fact that they were doing it. And he went on some podcast or some radio station over in like Sweden or something and told him that he was doing it. You don't want to piss Elton John off. No, he can be pissy. No, he will go. He is a pissy old queen. queen. He'll, he is he will a hold a grudge. Pissy old queen. He will come after There's you. There's your episode title. Yes. He's a pissy old queen. Yes. In the episode that we pay tribute to my mother. Yes. Um. The the host, the 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 host of the show at SNL that that aired, it should be a part of November six is Kieran Kyle Culkin, C U L K I N. When I saw that, I, I, I was surely that's not Macaulay's brother, and it is. Uh, and I love the show that he's on on HBO right now. Uh, I think it's they're into the third season. Yeah, Secession. It's a great show, and he plays Roman Roy. Yes, uh, one of the sons that uh, is in that show. So uh, that's that Sheeran story. Uh, let's get Walker Hayes as number one. Music. I think we're done there. We've done our obligation to music. Uh, let's ring up Tuck Coward. Talk about your Atlanta Braves. Hello, Tuck Coward. Let me ask you a question. Uh, fire away. If if you could. If you could secure an Atlanta Braves win in the World Series this year, would you be willing to give up a Georgia Bulldog national championship? Mm. Oh my gosh, mm. them fighting words. Mm. Think about it. Would you swap? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how you answer that question. Um, I, I, I would, I would rather chop off my left testicle than <gasps> have to answer that question. Well, then you'd have none because you don't have a right. Oh my God. Well, no, I do. Oh, no, I do. you got that fixed. They, they, I got I got snipped. I didn't get them cut off. What are you talking about? Yes. I thought like like a, a, a the eyes that are made out of glass. Oh my I God. thought that your Stop. testes were as well. You told <laughs> no, me uh, no, no, I'm, I'm I'm fully I'm 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 all natural. All right. Uh Tuck Cowart, no, my no best friend. Fakes. No offense in there. Best friend, former morning show partner who is now with the six eighty the fan in Atlanta, the Braves flagship station. Uh, and you also host of the Braves Podcast which is an officially sanctioned podcast for the Atlanta Braves. So uh, the Astros and Braves World Series Game 1, if you're listening on Upload Day, is today, Tuesday, October 26th. You were there uh, Saturday night when they clinched the uh, the NL pennant. What was that like? It was like a college football game. And a lot of times uh, baseball fans in general are accused of – accused is probably a, just too strong a word, but labeled as boring, laid back, um, uh, indifferent – 
and it was everything but that. It w- the atmosphere was very similar to a college football atmosphere. Braves fans are to the point where it's been 22 years since the Braves have been in the World Series. And, you know, they had that 14-year run under Bobby Cox with Maddox and Glavin and Chipper and, and, and Smoltz and all those guys. But, but to have it back again, you can tell that the city of Atlanta is ready for this team to win a World Series. I mean, it was like a college football game. That was the atmosphere on Friday. People screaming. Uh, can I tell you something really gross? Absolutely. Please. I mean, it was why maybe the lead? most disgusting why, why thing I've with that talk? ever Jesus seen Christ, you know? in my life. Okay. The most disgusting thing you've ever... I said, you should have led with that shit, you know? Um, the <laughs> well, most disgusting... Well, you would ask me a question or I wouldn't. <laughs> the most disgusting thing you've ever seen in your life? Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm in. Yeah. I'm in. Go. Okay. All right. So, we're, we're, we're this is an hour after the game last Saturday night. Braves just clenched um, to, to put themselves in the World Series and we're walking to the parking deck. So, my wife, who is the controller for the fan and the Braves Radio Network, she had to go and come into the office after the game cancel all the orders for the next day which was you know the game was scheduled right. they had to have it scheduled just right. in case there was a game seven thankfully there wasn't pardon me I had to come over here and, and, also and count get david rid of all that D- stuff well, and, and put and, in regular programs and to count david so, dickey's money what's that and to count david dickey's money yes that that's night. right yeah, yeah mm-hmm. and there's lots of it yes and so we're um we're walking after she's done with that me and and laura my wife and my son Jacob were walking to the the parking deck to leave, and the and the crowd is still thick. I mean, an hour later, there's still so many people here. We get get to the parking deck, and you know you can either take the elevator or take the stairs. We always take the stairs. And in every where is this going? Where is it going? Every corner of the stairwell, from the bottom floor to every platform that you you know the landing pad where you where you make the turn to go up you know you go up one set yeah. then you hit the platform yeah. you go up to the next step we get you to the second floor every corner was filled with urine every one of them all four corners even sometimes on each step like how many beers do you have to drink to pee on every step for in me, every corner for me it's four that's no, disgusting it's gotta, it's gotta be 104 yeah that's well, disgusting i mean we were literally jumping and stepping over and puddles. dodging yeah. puddles of urine. And it reeked. It smelled like a, a, a toilet that had been flushed in a year. It was awful. So that was the one gross experience of everything else that was so incredible. But people just had way too much to drink. And I guess they're walking in the parking deck and they couldn't hold it. By golly, it I don't happens. know how many people it did happens. it, but it was a bunch. It happens. So exciting. We were on the third floor. We parked on the, fir- the you know the third level, and I'm not kidding. So every level going up each corner, all four corners were full, and it was running down steps. Oh my gosh! Right. Very exciting. So gross. Um, so, so, so what's your prediction? So what's your prediction? How how's this going to go down? Oh my gosh! So the Braves have the better pitching staff, the better uh, relief core. The, the Astros are probably better hitters. And it, it just depends on which one do you believe in. Do you believe that hitting wins the, the uh, World Series? Do you believe that pitching wins the World Series? I, the, listen, um, I got to, it's. Let me tell you what wins the World Series. That's, hotness. No, it's three point three point shots. No, what wins? Oh, no, uh-uh. three point shot, right? Isn't that no, it? No, that's 
No, huh? no, that's basketball. No, you just got a little mixed up. That's what about okay. it's uh, a safety? You're talking about triples. I'm sure you're talking about triples. That, yes, Tug, I, I got confused. Like, it's, it's, not a, not that a, and it's also be confused as a three pointer. It's yeah. also the safety. The safety wins it for the team. Okay, let me know? tell you what wins is hotness, and we got that going on. We got Freddie Freeman. We got oh my yeah. god, they're all so hot. I mean, this oh is like gosh. they're do, do so. You mean, what do you mean by hot? Like they're they're she wants to lay down with them. Good looking. Yeah. Oh, like you're talking about like good looking. Yeah, has nothing to do with athletic ability. She wants to meet him in the place. They look I've fantastic in their pants. They're ready right. to go. <laughs> really tight pants. Ready I've to seen roll. some ugly players win really big games, so I'm not sure I'm on board with that. Good point, Tuck. Well. All right, man. Well, listen, the memes going around right now are, are priceless, and we're going to include They're so good. the best of them in this Saturday's issue of The Letter uh, in the meme and a prayer section, which we do with every issue. Text left on red. Red is the color. R-E-D, no spaces. Left on red to the number 22828 to receive the letter this Saturday morning at 910 and every Saturday after. Hey, left man, I, on red. Left on red. Eight. Two two eight two. Tug, why are you doing this? Left well, on. Well, because I was trying to figure it out. You said it so fast. Oh God, it was a little it's fast. Like spoken as a true radio programmer. Tug's a program director now. Yes, he is, and he's like coaching me. That's actually a good note. You're going way too quickly. Left, just slow it down just a tick. People Tug, are driving. Up. Left on red. Red mm-hmm. is the color. R E D mm-hmm. to the number two two eight two eight. Two two eight two. Two two eight two eight. Yeah, I thought you're gonna subscribe, Tug. Quit. I mean, I'm going to. What are you He's talking doing about? it right, right now. All right. Uh, tell tell Jake hi and uh, hug Laura for us, and we appreciate your time, Tug Cowart from. Uh, Braves and let's go. Six eighty. The fan. Let's go, Braves. And let's go, dogs. Before you bail, before you hang up on me. Uh-huh. I mean, can you imagine? Talk who fast. would have thought? You have the Braves in the World Series and Georgia's number one in the nation. Could they both win? Could they both win let's at hope. the highest level? Let's hope. We can all rest easy if that happens. I mean, seriously. Oh, my gosh. Like, what, wipe the, that wipe life would be better. Clean. I know. It would be like, and it'd be such a gift to us after this hellacious couple of years we've had. Hallelujah, sister. You're correct. Seriously. I love y'all. Right, love you. Be good. See you. All right. See you soon. All right. Take care. Uh, That's gross about the pee. I'm not surprised, though. Come on. Not surprised at all. Have you ever peed in your pants? I, yes. Like yesterday. You actually, Donna. I, no, we're out of time. No, PT's flagging us. We're actually over. We're actually not. Over. There's a great picture of you. You peed in your pants on stage at the Buckboard one time Mark when Will's you were hosting a show. Party. Seriously, the, a piss a piss stain the size of a turkey platter. Yes, and no one thought to say to me before I went up in front of hundreds I'm of people. I'm sure they did. The Buckboard Country Showcase. Hey, Caddy, listen. Um, I'm sure they did. What's going on here? But there's a leak of something. Well, what are they going to do? It's, it's not they have an extra pair of Wranglers laying around. You never at the Buckboard. You could probably found a pair. Yeah. In a corner of the bathroom. Um, Melanie from Coming a Pop Peep this episode. Uh, she she says, I'm doing my part to help gallery furniture. My mama is looking for furniture. Supporting local businesses. Uh, mom lives in Augusta. So I told her you'd help deliver. Just kidding. Well, listen, I would do that, Melanie, in a moment. I would I would, I would would load up uh, and then head off to Augusta. For, I would. For what, a pillow? I'm I not, mean, what are you going to load up? I'm not going to. Actually, I would not be a part of the loading and unloading process, but yeah. I'd be happy to deliver your mother her furniture exactly. in Augusta. Anyway. Uh, she sends a text to her mom that she, I got a screen grab of this. She says, uh, mom says, I picked out a dresser and nightstand from rooms to, g- oh, I can't say that. Oops. We're fine. Uh, from a big box retailer that sells furniture. <laughs> uh, and they said it would be March before it would get here. I said, never mind. No kidding. Thank you, but no thank you. And that March date, by the way, is going to become July of next year, about late February. Yeah. They're going to call and say, listen. Mm, yeah, they're not going to tell you right ooh, away. It's on a slow boat from China. Literally, that's stuck in the, 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 Pier off the West Coast. Yeah. Um, so Melanie sends text back to her mom. Look at gallery furniture here in Gainesville. 
they have a huge, uh, huge stock of inventory ready for delivery. And she sends a link to her mother from Gallery Furniture. And so mom bought from Gallery Furniture, and the furniture's being sent to Augusta. No wait until March. No nothing. That's why you shop locally with small family-owned businesses like Gallery Furniture. And imagine that. It's everything we've been saying, that you are not going to get your furniture. They're lying to you. And they being the big boxers and sometimes even the stuff you're buying online, like, you know, you, you put it in, you put your card in and you put your date in. And then the next thing you know, you're starting to get emails saying, oh, your delivery has been delayed. It's been delayed. It's been delayed. I will say the biggest thing that I have heard from friends is just with furniture. I mean, people who are building houses are having problems with lumber and all that. But but the biggest issue that people are having is furniture and getting it delivered. So why even put yourself in that situation? Do not let them hold on to your money. You, they don't need to earn interest on your money. Which you, is what they do. They do. You've worked hard for your money. You want instant gratification. You hard for your money. Seriously. Maybe we should tap to that one. Call to that song. For the Mr. Money. Cameron is coming up here in a moment. The, uh, the choreography coach hard for the Sassy for Songbers. the money. Never treat her right. And if you go to gallery, you can also ask Donna to give you a little twirl, a little uh, Daisy Duker. Dirty. That sounds dirty. Well, she can do some Daisy Duke and Brandon's there. To Laura Bell Bundy on the yes. showroom floor as she sells you a, a sectional. She can clog right out to your car. Four warehouses uh, around Gainesville. They have the inventory that these big box retailers just don't have right now. Gallery Furniture, 1600 Browns Bridge Road, Gainesville. Okay, listen. You remember that little place where we were all getting our nippy dots pierced with the Olympic rings back in 1996? Well, across from there, there is an abandoned Kmart that has got lots of room to move around. Now, that's not available, but next door to it is Angel's Massage. And he says he's got a back room we can use for just a little bit. And it's pretty tight back there, but I think we can make it work, all right? So, you tell Miss Donna... 3.30, we're going to be ready to go, all right? By the way, the Nippy Dot place is a subway now. I'm going to get a BMT toasted on a Sago cheddar bread. Let me know if you want some. Well, slap my chops and call me Sally. It's Billy and Miss Donna. Oh, my God. <laughs> How are you, Mr. Cameron? Doing just fine. How are you doing, Cadillac Jack? I'm hey, doing- Miss Donna. Doing well, Hi. doing well. Thank you. We, we we so appreciate your spray. Well, listen, I, I just just love and hugs and kisses to you and all your family. You're very kind. And, and I'm just so, so sorry to hear about your loss. And, and mamas are so special. So my love to you, Cadillac Jack. Well, thank you. Thank you, Mr. Cameron. Is the uh, uh, chief choreographer for the Sassy Stomping Clogging Team. And you guys, uh, we've had a week of rest. Um, but I got to tell you, Mr. Cameron, that, that even had we had boot camp last week and in the voicemail you just heard, uh, Mr. Cameron has shifted it to 3.30 in the afternoon, Donna, to make it more <sighs> convenient for everybody. So carpool doesn't, you know, your job at carpool, not just you, but the other nine members of the Sassy Stompers clogging team, plus Brandon, uh, can can get to boot camp more uh, more efficiently and on time, I think was your biggest concern, Mr. Cameron. But we, we, we have fixed that problem. Uh, however, yes. had we had boot camp last week, Donna would have still been absent. Donna, would you like to tell Mr. Cameron why? Okay. So I ordered my clogging shoes, Mr. Cameron, off Dance Fashions USA. And they were $65. And they came in and I put them on. And they're very like trendy black shoes because I kind of want them to look a little more trendy. Maybe that was my problem. And I started attempting to clog and no sound came out. No sound. And so I found out that they didn't have 
taps on the bottom of them. Taps are sold separately, Mr. Cameron. Which, who sells taps separately? Well, I mean, there's a lot of reasons for that, Miss Donna, but I, I have to say that Cadillac sent me the from the website what you ordered, and it clearly states that Thank there's you. no tax. So I, I guess my question is, do you want it? What? Do you want it? Want what? That do you want to go to nationals? I, and that's what I need to know because this is a, attention to detail is a big part of clogging. I mean, and, and we're, we've got a special choreography plan for to, to honor Cadillac Jack's mama. Oh my gosh. And it, it's going to be built right in there. And so we're working hard on this end and we need everyone working hard, Miss Donna. Yes, everyone. Donna. I mean, now everyone. I feel bad. I feel bad. I mean, like, honestly, until you brought in Jane... My mother-in-law, who's deceased, I was not seriously that. I mean, I am into it, Mr. Cameron. I don't Cameron. think you are, Mr. I, Cameron. No, I, I am. Say. Here's the thing: I didn't start out wanting to win a national title. I just wanted to clog for some exercise and to see if I could still do it. And now I've been launched into this a race for the national yeah, championship. Yeah, and I'm just kind of it's a lot with one of the most highly regarded clogging choreographers in the entire nation. I know, and I don't want to let him down and I don't want to let you down and I certainly don't want to let the team down and I'm not really good at reading small print, I admit it. But I was just shocked. Like who who would not sell shoes? Well, Capizio. Okay, Capizio. with taps on. With I your just don't understand split sole it. Tap shoes. Uh, yeah, they, they were a split sole. I know they are. They were uh, the Teletone taps are an additional fourteen twenty five, fourteen dollars and twenty five cents if you want the taps. And then I guess you take them to a cobbler or something. I don't know. A and, cobbler? Uh, is that what happens? Are those? Are they well, you, there's lots of different ways to get taps on, and a lot of people put their own taps on. And the reason they're sold separately is because there's lots of different sounds that we want to make there on the floor. I mean, sometimes you've got a a, a clogging that you just want to be in people's face. And sometimes there's just the more gentle. And oh, so yeah. there's different taps for different sounds. But look, let, let, let's reset here, Miss Donna. I mean, did you, when, the first time you ever picked up a tennis racket, did you plan on winning a state championship there? No, I did not. I no, did you not. did not. That's exactly right. So you got to believe in yourself, girl. That's you got true. to believe in yourself. I believe in you. Cadillac Jack believes in you. I know the people listening to this podcast right now believe in you. So why don't you believe in yourself? Okay. Who okay. hurt you? Uh, Who well, hurt you, that's girl? a long story. That's a long story, Mr. Cameron, for another Who day. Who hurt you? Yes, a couple of people. But that that's a long story for another day. But I do believe in myself. And I know that I, if I put in the work, I can do it. And I am ready. I am back. I will. I was so disappointed because I really, I was... I put on my tap shoes and I was so excited. I was going to go out in the garage and tap up a storm. And then well, no sound. No we all make, we all have those moments that we look back on, on our, on our journey to be our best self. And we think, you know what? I could have done better. And then that's okay. This is a so let's just, I just think we just need to put this incident behind us. And look, if you need help with getting those, taps on i'd be happy to help you do i mean we'll just fire up a picture of whatever whatever suits you and we'll just get everybody's taps on because it's time it's time it's 3 30 it's 3 30 today okay i'm ready it's time, i'm in time to tap i am i'm time to tap i mean listen All if right, i have to, well, if listen, I have to duct tape them on reserved. I'm ready. like i mentioned it's going to be a little bit tight 
But, right in the back. you know, Angel has agreed to, to give us his back room for just a little bit. Now you got to you got to kind of walk around a few things and sometimes just look the other way. But but we're going to get back there and we're going to get started. And what that's are, what's important. What are we, we not looking at? It's time. What are we not looking at, though? What? Well, that's just don't worry about that. It's okay. just we do the best we can. Miss Anna, I mean, we, this is 330 is to accommodate. I you know, know, all those mamas doing carpool and they're my favorite, all those mamas. And I'm very excited about the, the, what we have planned for Miss Jane, a, a little tribute right in the middle, right in the middle. And that's what's going to touch people's hearts. I know that's that, I think, yeah, that hearts. will vault us to the top. Let me ask you this, Mr. Cameron. Um, I mm-hmm. thought we were tap, tapping to or clogging to uh, The Heat is On by Glenn Fry. Is your heat on home? We got to work on the sponsor, exactly. Dr. Fahrenheit Heating yes. and Air. Mm-hmm. So in the middle of, of is your heat on home, we're going to pay tribute to my mother. That's correct. Okay. That's correct. Yes, absolutely. I mean, don't you think your mama would just be looking down from heaven and see that and think, oh, my goodness, look at that. What look a beautiful what tribute. Doing. And what that's, a beautiful it's like tribute. I said before, it is going to go from your heart down right through those legs out through those taps and into the world. And that's what we're going to bring. We're going to bring love, and that's what people's going to see. They're going to see that, and, and we're going to make them feel it, and, we're, and that's what's going to propel us. We're going to start, we're going to start small, you know, this Christmas, and, and we're going to be ready. We don't have that long. We don't have that long. I mean, it's boot camp three times a week from now for the next eight months. That seems, that seems aggressive. I mean, I'm going to be honest. That, that seems, seems aggressive. Aggressive and excessive, maybe. But I'm in. Well, I am in. And I don't want to let Mr. Cameron down. Do you want it or do you not want it? And you know what? We're just going to, you know what? We're just going to take it one, one clogging step at a time. And, and we'll just we're gonna get ready. And those sassy cloggers are ready to go. And, and I know it's going to be great. It's going to be fantastic. So I'm excited. I'm, I'm excited to get started today. Put your Lulus on and, and get out there and get ready to sweat. And it's going to be wonderful. And I can't wait. I'm so happy to get started. I know you're happy also. We're going to wrap with uh, your Atlanta Braves. Congratulations. Headed to the World Oh, Series. my goodness, my Atlanta Braves and Freddie. Goodness oh, my gosh. Gracious sakes alive. Now, listen, if you don't have your Rosario jersey, I don't even know what you're doing with yourself. No that boy's on fire. And he is fire. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. He is fire. Maybe that's what that we twice. should do is we put up like some posters of them around the room, and I bet that will, I mean, that's going to get the sassy stomper stomping. I mean, I'm See, telling now you. now that's the kind of, that's, that's, that's what I've been expecting from you, and here you are. Here I am. Here the heat is on. Here Let me you tell are. you. Yeah, the heat Hot is on. Dog. We're ready to go. We're right. ready to go, Cadillac Jack. Well, we're excited, Mr. Cameron, the chief choreographer of the Sassy Stompers clogging team headed to Nationals in Nashville. First appearance in December. First week of December. I had the date, and I forgot. It's uh, the Woodstock Christmas Parade. Um. But we'll get uh, your 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 clogs returned and get some taps and get Donna back on the uh, back on the road to uh, shooting things out her taps. Oh my gosh! Okay, yeah. Shuffle ball changed in my way. Lawrence still aren't gonna know what hit him. I can tell you that right now. Uh, your Instagram account is at Mister Dot. Mr. Dot Cameron Clogs. That's it. All right, follow Mister Cameron on Instagram. We appreciate it very much, and um, I will see you today. Boot camp starts. You got it. Can't wait, Miss Donna. Hug your neck. Okay, right. I'm ready. All right. Thank you, Mr. Cameron. Have a great day. We appreciate it. All right, there you have it, Don. I mean, what have you? Got serious? Me? Seriously, what have you got me um, into? Well, it's time. To, it's time. Denise Roper is a pot peep for this episode. She posted on Facebook. I used to clog back in the day. I was dang good too, Denise Rope. Clogged too hard though. Lost a shoe. Fell and busted my ass. Got up and kept going. Now that's, that's commitment. That's the spirit that we need. That's commitment. 
the Denise Roper spirit from the Sassy Stompers. That's team. commitment. Is it too late to rope her in? Um, probably. Rope, rope. That, yeah. We need we have, rope. Denise we have alternates. We have ice packs. We have uh, everything we need. All right. Audio for this episode from the Dale Jr. Download Podcast and Dirty Mo Media and MC Records Nashville. Our thanks to executive producer Carl Appen. This episode of the My Second Act Podcast produced by Preston Thompson, PT, who is also host of the Georgia Politics Podcast. New episodes on Tuesday and Thursday of Cadillac Jack, My Second Act, part of the Appen Podcast Network. Bye.